1: Too
2: early. Happy New End
1: of Stream. Okay. It's obviously Ollie and Dan <laughs> trying to figure out how to do live broadcasting today. That's why you might have saw the end card come up before anything else. Yeah.
2: We just but pressed it's... every button.
1: We're here now.
2: Happy New
1: Year. Well. Hooppa. Happy End of 2023.
2: Happy. We're speaking to the microphone. Happy End of the World. Happy End ends of the worlds i can't see a thing so i'm gonna take these off it was a fun bit that i was trying to do but it really is and i'm gonna be covered in glitter but that's fine to
1: go back to what i was originally gonna try and do in my intro please
2: 2023 is
1: but one day from ending yet it tried to cram in several of the biggest news stories of the year in one (sighs) fell swoop in a year that's seen Vince McMahon fire his own daughter and assume control of WWE again. WWE be sold. The tragic passing of Bray Wyatt. In the last 24 hours, we've had Kevin Dunn leaving WWE. Yep. That's huge. Out of nowhere, just in the middle of the show last night. Andrade potentially finishing up with AEW. Job done. We'll cover that more in a bit. What we won't go fully into, though, we'll talk about how it affected the match, was... The allegations that are being uh, made about Chris Jericho, mm. of course, AEW have kind of addressed this in in a non response from Tony Khan, but it's still a developing situation. I urge everyone to proceed into those waters with caution and
2: empathy. Yeah, just just it's a it's a very difficult topic in every sense of the word. Um, sensitivity, patience, and um, yeah, above all empathy, I think, is the only way to go forward for, for everyone involved. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of layers to this. Let's bring yeah. it back to the
1: kayfabe. Let's bring it back kayfabe. to the kayfabe. And also, MJF lost his world title Yeah, and the devil was revealed to be Adam Cole. Baby! Goodness me! I'm Oli Davis. I'm joined by Dan Layton, the professor, the champion. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button and give us a subscribe. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of AEW World's End and the twists and turns and saggy middle part. And also We're sending your Omega Chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars before the end of the show. And I'm putting it out on Front Street right now. The end of the show will be in 58 minutes <laughs> because it is New Year's Eve.
2: But I thought this was on New We're here until the midnight. I've got to shave before I go out tonight. <laughs> are you going out? I'm going out. Oh, where are you going?
1: Going to a house party, then a pub.
2: Oh, brilliant. I'm going to a party, then another party. This is what you and Luke do.
1: You're trying (laughs) to rail the wrestling chat with (laughs) your banal lives. Banal? How dare you? I've got glitter everywhere. (laughs) Anyway, okay, let's start with the main event, the big closing angle of not just this pay-per-view, but the year for AW. Yeah, very much. Uh, World's End was the title of the show going in. And do you want to relay what you said to me in the
2: office? Yeah, this is probably going to be the most obvious thing in the world to everybody else. But I had it uh, on yesterday daytime. I'm sort of wandering around and building in the bookshop sales. I've got my birthday money. I'm having a nice time. I'm listening to our predictions. And while listening to it, I had the realization at about 2 p.m. last night that it's not World's End a la Pirates of the Caribbean, as in we are in the precipice of the end of the world, the new year whatever all of that stuff there's no apostrophe Mm. it's a statement world's end worlds come to an end and that's where i realized okay this is all about mjf and the devil if you if tony khan hadn't said it that the devil story was going to come to a come good at the end of this show you would have kind of the hint was there this was this was the end of the world and it became the end of mjf's world as he know it losing the triple b and losing his his best friend so the uh, actually if you were early enough. The first half hour
1: of this stream had an apostrophe mm. in World's End because it wasn't until Dan said that to me that I was like, huh, "What are you talking about, mm. idiot? Everyone knows there's no apostrophe in it." <laughs> <laughs> Quickly change my Not mistake.
2: Everything is about Pirates of the Caribbean, even mm. though the stage, which looked brilliant by the way, you looked it. like you're a do- shit. You're doing it again. I'm talking about the show. You're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean uh, in the context of the show. We've got all the time in the world. We've got It's only seven hours to midnight.
1: <laughs> MJF was in Long Island, which I was really excited for anyway. Yeah. This was actually probably my second favorite thing on the whole show. Uh, the first being the Mox and Kingston match. Mm-hmm. But MJF's entrance, it's uh, sort of lots of people talking to camera. Kind of feels like a tourism board advert. Yeah.
2: Alex, Queen of the Ring, uh, posted that if you are from New York, this is how all New York adverts are made. Like mm. for the Jets, for the Jets, the Mets, I don't know, Um, but apparently the the Knicks, um, all of the adverts are sort of of this vein so it was apparently a very well done pastiche according to locals.
1: It looked really good, I mean like I've seen other tourism board adverts Mm. I know that's not necessarily what it's lampooning, but it felt very much like that and it had a wicked script running through the whole thing it was very
2: good, very funny. Uh,
1: Like there was this woman who's walking out of a car park and she talks about how um, her and MJF had had A lot of naughty words. A lot of naughty words together. It just did the gag where you censor everything Everything. that they're saying. Um, As long as the first couple are
2: legitimately quite filth. Yeah, You can do the rest.
1: And then there was also, they cut to this hipster guy as everyone starts to say, he's my scumbag. He's my scumbag. Putting on the Burberry scarf. Cuts this hipster guy. And he says, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. And two sort of soprano-esque gangsters get out of a car behind him
2: next time you see him he's all beaten up
1: he's my scumbag mm,
2: it was delightful really it was good. a lot of fun I, I i just wondered if whether or not he's re-signed <laughs> he's, you're being glib of course i am mm. there's no way that they would do this level of commitment for someone who hasn't re-signed and it's yeah. part of the story it's going to all be part of it it adds to all the intrigue and in fact the the element of him he wrote a player's tribune article um going into it which was very uh, earnest and Cringe in many ways, but you can't be earnest without being cringe, and so I appreciate that. That's what I live my life on. Um really just talking effusively about how much he's grateful for AEW, how important AEW is to the wrestling industry, how important people are to the making of AEW, shout out Cody, all the rest. Um, really putting over the the vibe of of this sort of renegade energy. And this has been, I think it's fair to say, an anus horribilis for AEW in a number of ways. They've had massive highs are all in you know and they've also had a lot of stumbles a lot of struggles the the punk drama all as you mentioned all the different stories that are going around that have gone around all year and then also some stories that have and haven't worked effectively and you can include the devil in that conversation if you want to um but there's something about this guy who in this player tribune article talking about how he's banged up um whether that's you know work shoot Bit of both, as as is this joyous thing that we talk about, which is wrestling. It kind of added to this whole element of yeah, world end. This is this is the the uh, climax, the end of this record breaking reign for MJF as champ, and it really sold it all to me. So that when that first bell rang, I was like, here we go. Even after a a show that had been a bit like this the whole way through,
1: I can't wait for him to show up on Raw tomorrow. Night. <laughs> So they he, he before he has the match with Samoa Joe, he brings out Adam Cole. Mm. And as soon as Adam Cole came down, I thought, I don't know if you want him in your corner. The fix was in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially, I mean, like as soon as that angle on because i am spoken about Dynamite um, oh, no, this yeah. week. But as soon as I saw that angle, I was like, ah, yeah, it's happening. It's going to be Cole. I just I just felt that because I thought I could definitely recognize, was it Taven, I think? I recognized one of the Kingdom's oh, did body you spot shapes. Through? Not that, I just thought that's surely him. And Wardlow, well, Wardlow wasn't attached to any of them, but we thought about him for a while. Mm-hmm. So Adam Cole's in MJF's corner. And they proceed to work, I think a pretty similar match to the Jay White full gear mm-hmm. match, where MJF has just worked over and over and over. Rather than being beaten up that same night and Adam Cole step in for him on that show, Mm -hmm. he was just still selling the effects of many injuries he's accumulated and the beatdown on Wednesday from the devil.
2: Yeah. I mean, it looked like um, over the course of this evening, it was the land of the broken toys with various Mm. bits of uh, tape and straps and eye patches and all the rest. But MJF, you know, was really, really selling it. And it took a part in the match as well. It was that moment where he tries to skin the cat and then it obviously is far too painful for him to do it well then, and then joe he... also boots him in the face well, this is what it, because that. i was initially like don't do that that's stupid and it kind of took my illusion out of the it took me away from the illusion for a second only for joe to then boot him in the face and i was right back in the mm-hmm. illusion where i was like oh i see what you're doing he's high on his own petard he's really like you know going for it and joe's like no i'm just a monster and i'm just gonna beat you up so I thought that was very effective That moment in the end That's pretty much what Joe did as well
1: Yeah It was a lot of working over Max Even like I don't think he actually hit the kangaroo kick He teased it twice
2: Yeah it didn't, I don't think he landed
1: A kangaroo kick It's not for me mm-hmm. um, No I get the bit it, silly. Was, it was funny in the Aussie Open feud But this Don't bust it out We're now. very far removed from it Yeah, it's, it's a bit too on the silly side but Joe hit a muscle buster on the apron. Oh. So he's standing on the apron and he just drops yeah. down and Max lands on, on the hardest part of the ring. And then, uh, yeah, sort of Max starts to work over his, his arm. He manages to hit an F5 out of the corner on Samoa Joe. Max gets a visual pin, but the referee had just taken a bump. Mm-hmm. So we got a visual pin there to protect Max in defeat. And then after the kick out, MJF goes to Cole. Mm. Give me the diamond ring. Give me the diamond ring.
2: And Cole's just like, just takes a little bit too long. He's giving it that he's definitely got it. And he reaches into his pocket and I can't find it. And then he looks in the other pocket and it's not there. And he's like, I don't know. And there's this almost fake out that I was almost half expecting him to whip out a middle finger. Do you know what I mean? And that would be the sort of moment. But he had it. And the fact that he then produced the ring and I did have it all along. Again, suckers you back into that false sense of security. I thought it was really effectively worked, and I was writing that exact note when, well,
1: going into this match un- unlike you, I thought Max retains whole year right. is champion, and that that spot with the 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 ring mm-hmm. is just the next foreshadowing bit. I saw Joe as a filler feud, right. so yeah, what happened next was quite surprising mm. to me, maybe not to other people. MJF gets caught in the coquina clutch. We get the classic arm drop spot. One, mm-hmm. two, and then three. Mm-hmm. And Bryce rems I thought referee Bryce Remsburg sold this amazingly. Yeah. He was as shocked as I was. To the point where it made me
2: worry that it had gone wrong.
1: I, I started to think, oh, okay. Um, Well, but how do we restart the match? Yeah, Where's where's the bit that allows MJF
2: for this to be a false finish? Mm because we had that with it like an all-in when they had the double pin and then they were like now we're gonna do and have a winner so they've got previous with having a false finish and danielson the match. match going that little bit of extra time exactly but no this was it and it was such a shock to me that i kind of double took and i didn't realize that it had happened and i have sat with it overnight and i don't like it as oh, a okay finish. okay i appreciate that it's just like the Kakina clutch isn't is a Thing that is very hard to get out of i appreciate this mojo as a monster and he's worked him over worked him over it's just that it the fact that it came out of completely nowhere and then joe runs away and i understand mm. why i get i get the whole point of it we were getting into the reveal that was the big story point that they were trying to work to but after a full year and all that's been happened main event in the biggest wrestling show in history you know that's how the, that's how it's built all of this incredible work he's done the match with danielson the matches with omega the match with cole the matches with joe like all of this stuff and then it felt like a whimper to me Mm. and i felt like it was like almost i wanted a definitive fighting till the end maybe he's broken out of a at one point breaks back in maybe maybe they struggled together and then ultimately it's just too much and i'm just too broken it just felt a little bit too out of nowhere for me and the fact that joe then bolts it's like the belt isn't the part of the big story yeah. here it was it was a i can understand if you liked it for me it just didn't fully work well the crowd didn't like it there was a big chant that they chanted bull
1: s word a naughty chant he's a he's a long island local boy you've oh. beaten a
2: hometown person in their hometown was that a chant do you think for the uh booking or for the within within <gasps> the spirit
1: i think it's too for me it's too early to say i I I I don't know about the finish yet. Mm. I, but I didn't I remember being very angry about Goldberg squashing Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series 2016.
2: Oh, I loved that.
1: And it took me 3 days to go Oh, oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like that's one of the most amazing decisions ever. Mm. So I'm I I neither hate it or love it. Mm. Uh, I definitely fell flat in, in not, not the sort of oh, shocked way, not like the Undertaker streak way, right? <laughs> yeah. It was more of a, oh, that's it? Yeah. Which I don't think is the sort of heat you want. And I totally agree with Joe running away mm-hmm. and like, well, you know, if you're going to put over Joe Strong, this is the guy who's finally beaten Max after all this time, he should really be focused on in this moment. But I, there is also uh, poetry about Max losing... On the perennial babyface spot. Mm, so this isn't my take. Someone commented that. I'm sorry, I didn't catch their name. But no one wins that way.
2: Mm. That's why another reason it was
1: such a shock. And Friedman has always been trying to be a babyface, mm. even though he's he's got he's wrestling with this idea that oh, actually, I'm a horrible person deep down. I don't mm. deserve any of this. So to fail on, I mean, I can't think
2: of a apart
1: from the whole cup spot
2: what's more of a baby face than that i mean y- yeah that's true i mean also the other thing is that you know he's not john cena john cena would not be defeated by anything mm. could, or it's not bianca Belair. that's why people were sort of being put off by bianca at that point He he's fallible he's literally in the ring wearing braces and straps and all the rest he's can't do certain moves properly so yeah why wouldn't he not be able to break out of it it's 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 it makes sense that it's samoa joe doing Mm. the kicking clutch yeah that would probably choke you out if you're in that level of if your health bar is so low um yeah i i that that point is fair it's quite an interesting one i just think for me the end of that full streak it didn't feel as satisfying narratively Mm. as it
1: could have
2: I, i it's like
1: i love the the spot that finished it But I don't love the finish. I get you. If that makes sense. Because I think back on uh, Eddie Kingston not winning Blood and Guts in 2022. Right. And it was Claudio who got the win. And it's like, oh, but I wanted the big cathartic ending to this. Mm. And I wasn't. And that's actually what I needed. Mm. I think that's what they were trying for here. But maybe the execution or the build. I mean, I don't think the devil was always the plan. I think Max was going to lose the belt to CM Punk and that would have been probably the cherry on top of a a longer running great feud. Like Mm -hmm. my personal favorite feud of all time. Right. That Punk MJF couple of month run, but Punk left. Yep. Or, you know, was made to leave. Mm -hmm. So they've had to come up with this devil storyline. And Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not, it's a shame to end on the least best part of max's reign
2: yes i know what you mean i mean he i, I think that because of, sure, let's move into the devil part then really mm. because the because of the reveal of who the devil was and it being max's best friend you could make the counter argument that actually um one of the best parts of, of his reign was this like burgeoning friendship with adam cole that it, because of cole's injury I mean, they weren't expecting it to go as long as they did, and then it just was over, so they carried on. And I and I respect that. You've got to roll with the punches. Don't, you know, look a gift horse in the mouth and all the rest of it. Um, and then because of the injury, that kind of got stifled. The ROH tag team angle kind of was a bit confusing. What happened at Full Gear was a bit, like, nonsensical. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that during the course of this very show, by the way. But um, having it end with them together... Is making the best of a bad situation, I think, and it was it is one of the highlights of his reign. Um, how did you feel about the reveal?
1: Well, I thought the reveal
2: itself, just from
1: a staging perspective, Mm. was really cool. Yeah. So what happens by the way? Joe walks out. Uh, see you next week, I guess. See you on Dynamite.
2: I've got a press conference to get to. Yeah. Are you
1: excited for Joe as champion though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you joking?
2: Like, I think this was it. Like, I I again I don't think this was ever the plan. Mm. I don't think the next Champ was going to be Joe, but I'm going to get to see tomorrow Joe as AEW world champion. And I think that is going to be. I'm, I'm doing the list of matches that I want to see. The only wrinkle I have is because of the development of the storyline with the devil. Adam Cole has sort of given himself a mountain. If his ultimate end goal is to yeah. get that world title, it's now on a monster. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited to see Joe as champ.
1: Uh, I think Meltzer reported that the plan for Joe to win here has, has actually been in stone for quite a
2: while. Hmm. Not not good
1: half a year, but a couple of months at yeah. least by the sounds of it. Uh, yeah, so Joe walks away and then master attackers come in. They get Max, they get Adam Cole, and they've got a chair and they're going to hit Max with it. And they turn and they're going to hit Cole with it instead. And MJF is just screaming, no. Don't hit him. They're both like, oh hit me instead. Yeah. Hit me instead. But MJF is really like laying up like, please no, he's my best friend and all this. And then the lights cut out. Mm. And then the lights come back on and Adam Cole is sitting in that chair with these hair over his face. It was a, a great beautiful, visual. Beautiful, like really great, yeah, visual reveal. That you know, the reveal that it's off. <clears throat> the reveal that it's Adam Cole. Mm. It's the it's the most predictable name, right? I don't know who else it could have been. At this point, I just wanted the devil storyline to be over, mm. so we could move on from this part of it. But just in terms of pure visual, that moment and Max's face reacting to that, and then yeah, the other four attackers revealing themselves at the same time to be Roderick Strong, Wardlow, Bennett, and Taven. Mm. I think a lesser reveal, yeah. Like,
2: that was Wardlow being there was fun. <coughs> Because of all his lying.
1: Yeah, I mean, did he lie though?
2: Yeah, he told us he was in London. Oh, that lie! That lie! The real life yeah. lie. <laughs> I um. So, if for those who aren't perennially online, um, Wardlow had been on social media. Can't he, I think he posted and deleted a negative mm. um take. He was. He seemed quite annoyed. About not being on the show and he was like by the way i'm gonna be watching world end in london posted a picture in london reposted his partner i did some sleuthing and checked and made sure and yes it certainly was in pounds the picture that they were looking at the menu um (laughs) and then so when he's actually there i'm like oh i love it you lied to me and now i'm surprised i'm all for wrestlers lying throughout 2024 tell wrestlers do.
1: yeah great they lie
2: with their bodies work me brother (laughs) um but yeah i i there's the sense in that as well Uh, you know the the real life wardlow mjf stuff the story mjf wardlow stuff like makes sense for them to be involved as well i think you're right it's a very predictable reveal but almost to their credit i think if that was the plan and they've stuck to it Mm -hmm. ali's contract was up They could have gone down that road. You know, Ziggler, maybe. They could have just shoehorned someone else in who maybe would have been a cool, oh my God, moment reveal, but then wouldn't make any sense. I feel as a result of this reveal, there is probably going to be a a, a compelling narrative. It's more what happens next Mm -hmm. that is interesting. Why did Cole wait to this moment? Why did he ultimately decide he was going to turn? Was it always a fib? Was it something that Cole did, that, that MJF did along the way? You know, mm. what was it? Probably I mean, the the loss at Wembley. Right. I w- I, w-
1: I would see as the as the incident impetus. to yeah. this part, the devil part. Mm. Yeah, I, I yeah, it all makes sense. You can't fault. What I mean, a couple of years ago, the bar was in wrestling storytelling. Mm. It makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I feel this year has raised that bar, and yeah. this makes sense. I can see everything plotted out. You know, largely makes sense. I'm sure mm. there's some weird plot holes, but it made sense. But was it was it great? Because there was a MJF once revealed in the sort of inner circle days of Chris Jericho, and MJF joined their faction, mm. and then there was this really good prestige at the end where actually MJF has got his own faction. Oh, it's FTR. Oh, it's, well, Wardlow was already with him. Sean Spears, that doesn't sound like that big now. Mm. It felt big back then. Mm. Just the idea of Tully, MJF, FTR being together, Wardlow. Wow, what a reveal. Never saw any parts of it coming. So to get s- such the, uh, an obvious one, mm. and you know, no offense to them, but Taven, Bennett, I love them, but they've not really been presented in a proper way in AEW. They're ROH
2: tag team champ. Yeah, now I, mean? I mean, that's... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Level.
1: Roddy has been doing the best work of his career. Well, not co- you know career, but definitely in AEW in the last couple of years. But it's a comedy role. Mm. When over the last month or so, you've been saying, it could be Hangman Page. It could be Swerve Strickland. Mm. Like, imagine if... Some of those people, when they pulled off their hoods, it was. I'm just pulling names out here. It was Swerve Strickland. It was Don Callis. It was Hangman Page. And all on
2: the yeah. And
1: they're like, oh my God, all these bits from around the AW verse have come together to create this real force, this infinity gauntlet of a faction. When really, it's an injured guy, three guys that are, are quite easy to beat on TV and Wardlow. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm a- sure it will get good. No, I mean, that's a fair summation of yeah. it. Though. I think that's probably why there was an ele- an element of underwhelming, and I also feel like I could have done with a little bit more from the... Um, what I wouldn't have given for a JR. Why, you son of a mm. bitch, why? Like, all of this stuff. They just were like, God, this is this is bad, isn't it? They were saying on commentary, and that sort of led it to an inevitability rather than a, a, a dramatic moment, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I completely see... That I think I think it is going to be what happens next. I think the Devil storyline has been an attempt by AEW, who are still a relatively new company, to try and do something a little bit more sports entertainment entertainmenty uh, to incorporate that into their stuff. There's no one correct way of doing wrestling. I don't. It's why you know lucha underground works as for some people right cabaret works it's why ecw mm-hmm. worked it's why wwe works it's why AEW. there's no correct way of doing wrestling you can paint with whatever colors you want and mm-hmm. AEW have been trying to trying this new thing on for size they also tried the sports centric thing with the c2 which has been fantastic for them i appreciate that they gave it a go didn't really like the execution of it I thought a lot of it I enjoyed the mystery element of it but it, it did drag I think you're right I'm glad that we're through it because now I think we can see what happens next I think that's gonna be <laughs> the proof
3: will be in that for them.
1: Let's see what you all have to say on the Omega chats. Hello as this slowly. I've got. Him. Shall I do loads? One? Yes.
2: Corey says, uh, sometimes the right answer really is just the simplest one. I really liked the reveal and it was executed well. My only thing I would change is I wish Roddy wasn't actually in on it. I would have loved an MJF <gasps> Roddy awkward team up versus Evil Adam Cole. Oh, that's fun. Interesting.
1: I I yeah, I really like that idea yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say this was from Lee missed from the previous stream. I was excited for the C2 early days given the talent, but way less now, not due to matches or scoring, but as we were getting closer and closer to someone winning the new belt, I just don't want anyone to win that belt. There's too many already for me. We'll we'll talk about that when we get to that match. Moderator Les says, a few days ago, I started thinking about how the devil reveal won't be this big culmination of something, but a very pivotal moment in Max's entire story. Similar to what Dan said, this isn't just some end, but the end of Max's world. The ending of the match, karma for all of Max's past doing, how it just ended. The reveal was well done for me. No dramatic mask unveiling. The devil was unmasked all along. When the lights come back on, I screamed in actual shock. When I look at it now, of course it was Adam all along. This, paired with Max losing his title, banged up and bruised, this is a canon event for Max. Down the line, when Max's story progresses, we'll look at this moment as a very pivotal moment. Or I've worked myself into a shoe. I don't know. But I love this a lot, and I think it's a fitting end to the year, excited for 2024. I love that the word canon event has very
2: quickly <laughs> just become a part of our linguistics.
1: Well, it does feel like it's, it's, it's Max's pivotal.
2: empire strikes back, isn't it? I've seen it. I can't I don't know. The, the
1: ending of Empire Strikes Back is just quite a depressing Oh God, this is the lowest point. Right. We've got a hands in Carbonite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Other stuff happens. This is this is his nadir mm. This is a this is a low point, for Max. Andy Sandbox. Adam Cole told Roddy to trust him from the beginning. The kingdom told MJF not to trust Adam Cole. Wardlow said he would take everything from MJF. Adam is the one who convinced MJF to team with Joe, leading to his ultimate demise. It was obvious, but not every story needs to be a shock, and this is a logical conclusion delayed by an injury. As soon as I saw Adam shaved his horribly disheveled beard, <laughs> I knew immediately what was going on, but the reveal was good. Welcome back, guys. Hope your holidays were fun. Thank you very much. Thank you. They we were quite nice. That's a. I wonder what Adam's master plan was. Because, like you said, why wouldn't you keep it on Max,
2: mm. the title, and then. You have given yourself a shot at that title. I think that's the other thing I, I found frustrating with Joe running away is that this this moment should be it, the biggest thing on the show. Should be your world champion, right? And and uh, I understand that MJF seconds ago was that world champion, and this has been his big storyline. But it it makes it look like Adam's goal isn't to be the champion, and I'm yeah. confused by that. Um, and it, well, maybe it isn't. Maybe he just hates MJF now. Maybe but
1: that doesn't fit with the usual Adam Cole NXT Mm. wants to dominate. Uh, Andy continues uh, because he donated actually quite a lot. Thank you, Andy. Honestly, the pay-per-view is probably my least favorite pay-per-view AEW has done. The final three matches and the angle saved it for me, and I still did enjoy this show, but a lot of wrestlers did not look their best, and it was noticeable enough. I do not mind long shows that AEW run because they are usually solid top to bottom, or at least seven out out of ten matches are great. This was three out of ten matches were great, and a good reference point for why a match-heavy pay-per-view can hu- can be hurt. Because this one was rough.
2: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like we needed to quickly make a quick insert into our best pay-per-views of the year uh, mm. list, did we? One one in before the end. It was it it probably was not, would get in the worst. I think it would do. Mm. It was not a good show uh, overall. I think it started strong, and I think the final three matches really built a crescendo, and as we go through the show, we'll we'll sort of go through why that was. But yeah...
1: Didn't 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 slamp. It's a shame because what you've described there started strong, opening match. Final three matches mm. fantastic. It's two hours right there. Yeah. If you just made it a sub three hour show,
2: mm-hmm. it'd be more killer than filler. Yeah. I went I got to I watched it live. <coughs> so I went to bed at about five, quarter past five in the morning. <laughs> My girlfriend was like, That was really long. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yeah, it was AW mate. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Goose Egg, Menberg for seven months, says MJF's
1: story doesn't really need the title. Glad they changed it. Clean to keep the belt's worth intact. Swerve match booking was done in reverse. Yeah,
2: I, I agree with the, the keeping the the belt worthy mm. intact is, is a good shout.
1: Jack Lloyd, I absolutely loved the show and was blown away and had such a fun time watching World's End. I can't wait for Wednesday when Adam Cole has a promo in the ring and says, who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? and the
2: thunderous booze. Hashtag jam that jam. I mean, I hope that you get that. I'd love for the show to open with him sat in the chair again. Mm-hmm. You know, that same kind of echoing mm-hmm. that, that visual. That would be been great. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: well, let's get on with the rest of the show before we carry on with the rest of your... Omega chats. There's a lot of them. Wrestle.com uh, forward slash support. Send them in there. I'll zip through the Zero Hour because yeah. you haven't watched the Didn't Zero watch it, Hour. No. I'm uh, watching Bullet Journal videos. Chris Statlander took on Willow Nightingale in the opener. Willow won. Stokely Hathaway was at ringside, well, on commentary. He's trying to drive a wedge between them. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a bit... I enjoyed the match, mm-hmm. actually. It went, went quite long. It went like 15 minutes. But it was sloppy Rank. at the start. Got really pretty good for the last final five minutes. You know, mm. pounce and what else did? Yeah, Willow hit this like pounce cannonball, Death Valley driver, power bombed Chris on the apron. Like Nightingale is cool, but then she screwed up her finisher mm. and just couldn't get the Doctor bomb on fully, and then had to redo it. And that's how she won. Right. Bit of clumsiness. Serena Deeb got a video package. Hmm? She was been shown in a, a straight jacket and she's like, "I'm gonna get out." Like it's Busted like an out, escape, honey. an escape artist. Oh yeah, like Houdini, because she's submission style. Ah, that was cool. So she's gonna come back soon. Be nice to see her. Don't know why she's been out so long. Was it an injury? Maybe. Then we got the TNT title shop battle royal. Mm-hmm. This irks me. Okay, go there's Pop-off 20 cysts. there's 20 people in this luchasaurus lance archer sorry kill switch thank you lance archer they're taken out early mm-hmm. they're covered in tables so they can't get involved right and then it's like i love dalton castle mm-hmm. but it it's dalton castle it's brian keith it's kip sabian it's butcher in the blade it's john silver i'm like you're not gonna win what is this match right and you'd think some i almost thought oh wow is kip sabian getting heated up here maybe just for a tv match against whoever is the tnt champion i mean i champion. would love to see it good for my brother yeah love kip sabian him versus copeland as the new champion maybe maybe that's where mm-hmm. we're going and he ran a bit wild and then eliminated right. I'm Like, oh it's this kind of match run a bit wild eliminated and then at the end kill switch and lance archer get in big meat they eliminate a load of people. Trent and Danhausen eliminate Lance. Trent in the hug throws out Danhausen. <sighs> it wasn't a turn, but the crowd genuinely booed Trent. <laughs> and then Killswitch and Trent battled onto the apron, and Killswitch uppercutted him off. So Killswitch gets a TNT title shot
2: mm-hmm.
1: anywhere,
2: anytime. What a concept! a fascinating and original concept.
1: When did you learn this was the stipulation for this?
2: Uh, I think they previewed it on the Predictions podcast. That's where I learned that.
1: So it was on Dynamite.
2: Right. I
1: must have not heard the money in the bank. Yeah. That we just got a money in the bank stipulation.
2: Well, they did it with the poker chip in a way, didn't they? It wasn't at an any time, anywhere. But they never fully
1: it... clarified
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The prob-
1: So the problem here is... This is this is just being
2: fudged in to service a beat you want to do later, and annoyingly, I think it was spoilers fudged completely. It mm. was it was not done well when they did use the story beat later. We'll
1: come on to that later. And then finally on the main on the zero hour we have Wheeler Yuta versus Hook FTW rules match. Hook beat Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta bled a bit. Great. Butched day ice hockey A hockey stick ah. Hook hit him once and it snapped He was like, okay Kept on on hitting him with the broken part One with the red run
2: A missable zero hour it sounds like Yeah,
1: nothing, nothing at all to nothing watch about, you, know, yeah. you know, like the zero hours of, of old when yeah. have. Suzuki versus Danielson On a zero hour? Well, it, that was ahead of a rampage one night wasn't Didn't it, on even YouTube? get Jeff Jarrett hit with a guitar Exactly uh, so yeah not just a totally missable zero hour so why do it because it it made the whole experience an hour longer for me yeah <laughs> the main card though opened up with an absolute banger it was the Continental Classic Rejects yep. losers match eight man tag of Danielson Claudio Daniel Garcia uh, Briscoe versus Jay White Prody King, Roosh, and Jay Lethal.
2: Of course, they didn't refer to it as the losers' match; they called it the All Stars match, mm-hmm. which I, as a Drag Race fan, was thrilled by. <laughs> um, they were talking a lot about being in the finals of their respective leagues, which means I have to get cross again about American sports. And it's not—is it a final if it's not actually the final? Like, I, but I'm not going to go there. Not on this New Year's Eve. We don't have time. Um, this was fun. This was great.
1: It was. I mean, look at the names. And yeah. It was so quick, I and mean, you just got a lot of things. That you didn't get because mm. it was oh my god Brian Danielson in the ring with Jay White yeah blue versus gold mm. oh th- them two in particular I thought them two and Claudio King which yeah. had been done mm. in the Blue League I th- I'd loved it I th- this whole match was just nonstop fun back and
2: forth mm. moves and. Really, like, sold Danny Garcia. Mm. I thought it was brilliant mm. in in the way it is. So it made him the peril, the in peril baby face the whole way through. His broke it might have broken his nose halfway through. I don't know. Um, and then allowing him to be the one to get the victory, I think, was a really effective moment. And then actually, it was the it was the post match where you had um Jay Lethal being given a stern talking to you by Sonjay, and you had a moment where like he does the dance to celebrate this whole this whole getting the dance out, not mm. getting rid of the dance, just don't do it during the match kind of thing to solidify him and help him improve his game has been really effective for me. And then to have him do it, but then immediately like sort of stop because Danielson's sort of there and they have a little stare off. I want to watch that. Mm. I want to see more of that. That's, I thought it was really effective.
1: I really hope it builds to Danielson, Gar- uh, Danielson, Claudio mm. and Marks go, hey, do you want to join the Blackpool Combat Club Ooh. Garcia? Cause that's where i thought we were going last august mm. but jericho was like nope still need you for the
2: js <laughs> right yeah
1: you can't evolve as a character for nope. at least another year
2: yeah it would be effective it's work <laughs> it's working from one little i mean the- even the commentary again didn't really put it over for me and i wish that they had because i was really intrigued i was like let's put up that thread
1: weirdly daddy magic well were- matt maynard was on commentary mm-hmm. and brodie king feuded with him
2: Quite a lot. This was the first of um, the first of an awful lot of sort of A level devised drama swearing. Like everyone was allowed to swear, so they did. Like there was mm-hmm. no uh, swearing. You need to use it like briefly and impactfully. There was f bombs flying all over the place on the yeah, show. Yeah, MJF swore loads. So when he was much. Trying to defend. So her. much. Uh, next up, we got Andrade versus Miro.
1: This was a like a, a pretty good in ring match actually. Yeah. But I just couldn't in I couldn't fully revel in it. Because CJ Perry was just walking around at ringside all the time. I'm just like, I don't get this story. No. And it ended with the crowd totally cheering for Miro. And even though I think Andrade was supposed to be the babyface, Andrade did start healing it up later by hugging Perry mm. and stuff. Um, Andrade got out of a game over, but then he got in a figure eight eventually, and CJ Perry. Pulled Andrade's arms mm-hmm. out from underneath him, allowing Miro to hit the kick and made him tap in the game over.
2: Yeah, this was odd. The The whole thing was odd. I think the CJ Miro stuff hasn't really connected for me. I'm not really into the whole business of like, that's his wife though. How would you feel if your wife was doing this? Because it just feels reductive and regressive and like, it, it, are we not past this now? This emasculated because my wife has an independent streak? Like what? A, I don't care. Um, And I don't think, like, the the storyline of, like, her being, like, a temptress, but she wants to go off and do the thing she does best, which is manage, but she's not really demonstrating how well she is as a manager here, Mm. because she's just screaming about her infected finger. The whole thing was just odd. The crowd was dead. I didn't know if that was to do with the fact that Andrade, the story of Andrade potentially leaving. uh, Oh, yeah, they did. On that evening. Did feel a bit Lesnar Goldberg. Well, I thought it might be. But if you remember Lesnar Goldberg, at the very least, that crowd were screaming. (laughs) And there was none of that here. This felt like the... Uh, just like the crowd just didn't care. Like they were t- talking to each other and not really looking. There was a lot of slowness in this match. It went longer than it should do. It was mm. 15 minutes. Um, I think if you shave five minutes off, you've got a really great match. Because Andrade isn't... You know, whether or not he's wanted to be there, never phoned in. Mm. Great showing in the C2. I think of that, that um, ladder match with Buddy Matthews on Collision. Done a great job. And did a great job here as well. I think this was just three... Different elements that didn't mesh, didn't work.
1: My big hope for this storyline when she turned up at... Was it all all out? Yeah. Oh, my God, that was ages ago. Yeah. It's like three, four months. It was. Was that CJ would manage these people and she'd watch Miro. She'd like try and you know, build them up and then Miro would destroy them. Mm. And she, you could see her getting a little bit more hot under the collar, mm. watching her husband beat them up. And yeah, Miro would play up that as well. Mm. And it's just kind of this slow, Bring raunchy together. coming together. And at the end of it, it should have been Andrade. Miro's beating up Andrade. CJ's like, no, stop it. Yeah. And she's... Burr! And in the end, they just like, in a big Randy Savage, Miss Elizabeth style, embrace and smooch, and it's all the cathartic horny. and weird. <laughs> yeah. That's what I
2: That's wanted. That's great. I like that. Yeah,
1: But it, again... Miro looked still passive-aggressively angry with her. Yeah. CJ just blew kisses. They never did anything to say, oh, we're actually now an act. Mm. This was just, yeah, it was a weird nothing, really. Mm. Nothing felt like it developed apart from one of the people they pushed most over last uh, last month Mm. is leaving the company. Andrade
2: beat Danielson.
1: Yeah. Why didn't Garcia beat Danielson?
2: Well, I mean I think at the very least the the I the days of you're on your way out, so we're gonna bury the ever living crap out of you are
1: probably over. There's a difference between burying someone on the way out and using that person to
2: put over new talent. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um Yeah. Odd, isn't it? All odd. This whole Andrade business understand. has been odd. Rio versus Tony
1: Storm was next. <coughs> Never really got into the the high-level gear that yeah. I was hoping for because both women are more than capable of doing it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rio just worked like she sold her lower back a lot, couldn't mm. hit a body slam, and Tony's Storm eventually won with, I don't know what it was, like a weird back thing. Apparently she used to use this as a finisher in
2: NXT. Right, I can't remember it. I was worried that Rio was concussed because mm. she did a big pull off the um, top apron and it looked like she landed hard and then she just didn't move and it looked like tony lifting her up was a bit more difficult than it should be it was like a ddt almost like almost like mercedes my name is finished mm. kind of thing um it just it all looked very sloppy and bad i was worried that she was kind of out of it um i think this is kind of the this match not connecting with two as you say incredibly capable wrestlers um i think it's kind of they it, it didn't really have much time to build a feud this is why you can't just put two people who are good at wrestling in a match and have it just completely work you need to tell a story mm. you need to massage that into place it's like it's like you know marinating a chicken before you put it in the oven they need all the flavors need time to develop so that when you do get to that moment they're they're in it together um i thought it was fine i thought it was long but it also was only 11 minutes the short match sh- shortest match or one of the shortest mm. match on the card um also can i um i know I'd, i promise i won't go too long but can i talk a little bit about sunset boulevard okay because you know where they cut to black and white all the time mm-hmm. and there seems to be no rhyme or reason there's a rhyme or reason right there luther is um playing the character of max in sunset boulevard okay which is this guy who it's norma's ex-husband okay who was a film director of hers and then also subsequently was her enabler who writes fan mails amazing movie you should go and see Mm -hmm. it. um he writes fan mail and allows the delusion of norma Desmond to stay real that she's still this big star he's like basically her enabler if he's just there directing and saying now put it into black and white it makes so much more sense Mm. i want a little tweak like that just have luther be the one who's pointing and 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 have him sat by Mm. the hard cam or in the production truck or something like that do you remember when she just went to do a move and then suddenly it was in black and white and it was like what these things to make a little bit of sense mm. to me. I like it very much. I just want I mean, you got all the pieces there. Just do a little bit more with them, and definitely don't have Luther objectively interfere into a match to the advantage <laughs> of your champion, and have the referee just not do anything about it in full view. In full view. Yeah, and then have the, the and then the commentators have to bend over backwards to try and say, well, I suppose he didn't directly mm. touch Riho, so it doesn't count as backbreaker. Then um, just don't do that.
1: Yeah. So, so re. Luther pulled the rope away from Rio at one point, yeah. and then earlier earlier on, Rio just it was more with him.
2: It was more when um, he put Tony on his shoulders mm. to give her a bigger advantage in mm. this move, which is a handicap match. That's like someone directly interfering to the benefit of one of the competitors, which is illegal. Heel managers getting involved, absolutely not in plain view of the referee. Should be done behind the referee's back. Yeah. I...
1: My, I, I don't, the, the Tony character isn't for me mm. I can see that she's working but there's been too many things like this. I think the Sheda match was good, was it? There was one match I remember enjoying was it Sky Blue? It was her versus Sky Blue that was good um, but mostly I think she's actually quite a difficult character to work with. Right, like how normal how, person like, make sense with? Yeah, like how the Fiend, great amazing character mm. how does that translate into a wrestling ring? It doesn't unfortunately, most yeah. of the time. But yeah, fun match, kind of, but never found that extra gear. And, uh, t- that too ended suddenly. Mariah May came down afterwards with petals to celebrate round Tony Storm. Dante Martin was interviewed backstage. Orange Cassidy came in. They're going to have an international title fight. Lovely. Swerve Strickland. He was meant to finally have his match against Keith Lee. But Keith Lee wasn't medically cleared. Like six, seven hours before the show. So Dustin Rhodes stepped in instead. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Rhodes came out and Swerve attacked him. Swerve looked awesome. He was super over. He did uh, an ankle break spot on the cinder block. That's yeah, pretty devastating. People have been running off TV with the cinder block. Brutal. Uh, if you're going to do an, in- an-, an injury angle if it can be done safely, which I think it can do, do it with Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. <coughs> <Good night>. <laughs> <laughs> so Dustin Rhodes is then helped out by the medical staff, but he's like, no, I'm Dustin Rhodes. I'm going to have a match against Swerve, which again, you know, you've already pulled one guy from being able to compete, and now they're letting Dustin do it. Anyway, Dustin goes, has a match, and this is all fine, actually, for me. I, I would have preferred just an injury angle with Keith Lee. Yep, make Strickland look awesome. But okay, up until this point, whatever Rhodes comes back in at this point, it should be swerve stomp win. Instead, we got a nine-minute match. Mm. Mm. <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> Where Dustin was worked over sometimes, sold his crippled ankle sometimes, but then actually staged a pretty hefty comeback for three
2: minutes. Yes, he did, Ollie! <laughs> Yes, he did. He staged a pretty hefty comeback, which included and featured moves that needed that ankle, including but not limited to a big boot (laughs) with the very ankle he was supposed to have injured. Canadian Destroyer at one point. (laughs) Why? (coughs) Yeah, I, I was so angry at this. I Mm. was. This was about three a.m. I was really, really ticked off because the the as, as you say, it should have been Keith Lee. But even if you substitute in Dustin Rhodes. I, I take responsibility for injuring Keith Lee. That's why he's not here. And I've just injured your legend. This guy who's been in the business 35 years. I've taken him out with one quick cinder block kick. <laughs> I'm Swerve. Off I go. Nine minutes of a match where Dustin looked pretty strong and that injury didn't seem to affect. It. it took all the bite out of the moment. It took all the bite out of Swerve. Like, it just made no sense. And also, like, from a medical perspective, this is the second... Second show in a row they've done this. Like where Adam Cole was mm. not cleared to compete in the tag team ROH match, but was gonna be cleared to compete in the world title match within the narrative of that storyline. Here, Keith Lee can't appear on the show, but Dustin Rhodes can and then gets injured, and then they're all carrying him to the back and they're saying you can't do it. And then the ref goes, Well, I guess you should wrestle. Then make it make sense. D- it made no kind of sense. And it made me cross. Um and then yeah, just the internal logic of Dustin being able to do all these moves like he hadn't just had any like damage done to his ankle. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. They're better than this. At least Dan,
1: German Dan would have enjoyed it. Yeah. That's all I had in the back of my head. He did as well. Oh, he's my, fa- <laughs> he my favourite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> it's for you, Dan. Dustin did have some cool moments, middle fingers, spat at swerve, but yeah, you said you said it there. Swerve does not seem cooler coming out of this pay-per-view And it could happen. when you should be doing everything in your power to give an ad to his momentum
2: every time he's on TV. He walks out I don't want to have a match with you, I'm going to break your ankle and I'm going to leave mm. Great angle Why'd you cock it up?
1: Crowd still cheered him like a baby face even though he was destroying roads Do you think Whatever. that
2: they should just click the switch and let him just be a baby face? Like Austin style? i i anti-hero think just, just
1: keep just keep him being him right now yeah and see what happens because i think a lot of the appeal is the hands in pockets bit psycho mm. will hurt people. That's, what, that's
2: what i mean by like an anti-hero so not mm. like making babyface good guy but like you steve austin kind of i'm still gonna middle thing you and stun you, even though you're you know the boss's daughter and all mm. that stuff like
1: i'd be curious to see if he's next like first in line for joe Mm-mm. and how that would work interesting Okay, talking of how stuff would work and how it wouldn't. Next up, we got Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Sting, Darby Allin taking on Big Bill, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Mm Dakeshter. So I went into this match already being like, oh, God, Jericho. So bored of Jericho. And also, why isn't this a tag title match? Why couldn't we have had a three-way, Jericho and Sammy, Versus Big Bill and Ricky Starks. I mean, that, to be honest, you could have just had that match. Yeah. That would have made most sense, but that bores me. Mm. So I was thinking, well, add in Hobson to Keshter, yeah. Don Callis has politicked his way into this title shot somehow. Mm. Three way, great. That sounds mm. cool. They didn't do that. They did this another eight man tag mm-hmm. that feels like filler on an already long show. So I'm just watching it. I'm like, but people are. Booing Chris Jericho. Yeah. Wow. This is a, And they're booing. They're not booing Sting. They're not booing Derby. They're cheering anyone who attacks Chris Jericho. So Hobbs, Starks, Bill. Mm. Uh, and then I know there's this sign in the crowd that says Weld's NDA. Did I you see
2: Jerry go away?
1: Jerry, Jerry go away was yeah. right next to him. But I just thought that was because we're bored of him now. Right. And I didn't even think
2: anything of Weld's NDA. Was only after I watched the show, because you've not been on online for the whole Christmas break. No, because no. he had a he had quite the Christmas morning. Did he? Yeah, he was tweeting all about um, he was tweeting about Brawlout, and they had a whole back and forth with that yes. lawyer and mm. talking about the handbook NDAs and that. You know, that's that's where all of this where we're talking about patience and sensitivity and being respectful and and letting these stories be, you know, reported in the way that is appropriate. This is all a part of the mess kind of thing, and it it's presented. I think aw with a quite a problem in terms of what they do because that crowd reaction you could you could you could maybe argue that you know not everyone's online mm-hmm. we're not always there can we just have the match go ahead and then and then you know deal with the fallout but this was vocal and loud and it affected the quality of the match mm-hmm. and then you could see it in jericho's face <clears throat> you could see it in um the way they were all interacting and yeah. and, and you know so especially having sammy get the pin i think call the an ball and maybe let a derby or even a sting get the pin that's a good point and that yeah. way you don't because now you've got in theory you've got les sex gods with a pinfall a clean pinfall mm. over your tag jams so there, there's your match but maybe is that the most appropriate thing to do right now do you put things on ice for a little bit while you do an investigation i don't know like that's that's for people with a much higher pay grade than me it all just made a weird feel to, uh, and the show had already started to drag by this point. Mm. The vibes were way off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: And poor old Sting. It's his last and match in New York.
2: A massive reaction. And, and he got his little moments where he's going to the crowd. And mm. his, was it Vlad is the guy? the? Oh, uh, was the that man? who it was? I think so. In the crowd. And, and, and so that was quite nice. Yeah. Like there was a lot of a nice moments for Sting. Um, yeah, but it was
1: odd. It was all weird. It was all very strange. Yeah. Um, Uncomfortable. They just they just went out there. I presume thinking, well, let's do what we have planned, and you know that's definitely an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went out there and they did that, and it got a bad reaction. Yeah. So that that didn't work. I mean, you know, if if I was in that position, I'd be like, well, let's just let's just stick to the guns today. Mm-hmm. Let's see, and we can address it um, tomorrow and over the
2: next week when yeah. we've got more time or whatever. But it, uh, yeah. In that instance, that backfired. It's just proceed with caution, mm. and as we've we said a million times now at this point, sensitivity, patience, empathy, and go forward. But yeah, it sort of ruined the
1: match. Yeah, the, the work rate wasn't good. Everyone was off.
2: Um, Can I give and, a quick shout out to yeah. Ricky Starks, who has had a nightmare of a six months, mm. like with the Punk stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had but, a great match out. But this is, this is this is what I, so. this is what I mean. Give him his flowers because my God. He's really, he's the stop-start, the, the, all of it being shoved into this tag team, which I think he's been doing quite well with, then maybe this match with Kenny and, and Jericho, mm-hmm. and then Kenny gets ill, and now this situation, that none of this is his fault, but he's really, really done brilliant work over the past six months, so I really want to shout him out. Yes, yeah. that one. Yeah, he, he
1: is a shining light in all of this. Uh, we got Julia Hart versus... Uh, Abaddon. 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 Yeah, oh, I said it wrong. Said it wrong in my review earlier. Few people have let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the internet, in the comments. Uh, I don't like looking at her.
2: Them, Abaddon. At the, yeah, yeah. Uh, she,
1: her makeup is physically repulsive to me. Right.
2: Yeah. <sighs> uh, the, the thing about Abaddon is that they have this whole gimmick that it's it's. It doesn't. I mean, it's meant to be physically repulsive. Mm, oh meant yeah, yeah. To be it's working. Scary, but they they don't have much beyond the look. Mm-hmm. So I, I I struggle to buy into them. Like the I don't think the work is bad. This match was bad, but I don't I don't know. It's where do, I'm also not into spooky. Yeah. So
1: the crowd were they had a fun. Uh, this is spooky chant, which is sort of like the the meat thing. Which you know you get the meat one. I think elevated certain matches i found it quite tiresome by the end so, but, yeah uh the the this is spooky was not the reaction i think they were going for i think that they, they treated this a lot more seriously
2: than the crowd did it's a few a train rush stops away from hardcore country mm-hmm. yes <laughs> for me yeah
1: and yeah i mean i love julia Hart. i think she's one of the best yeah. breakout people of the year yeah. if not the best you know if you if you don't count swerve as
2: breakout star in mm-hmm. aew it would be julia for me but yeah this uh this didn't work at all the house rules was also nonsense like mm. the special rule here was the biting was allowed and if you first of all i like the idea of house rules if you look too close to it it all falls completely apart oh i can make whatever rule i want i cover you in one i win
3: mm-hmm. thank you
2: um you have to cover me in 10 like that, that it doesn't work force field yeah that's it the special rule is biting so the match should be built around whether or not you're she can sorry that they, they abaddon is they whether or not they can get the bite in and um it wasn't it the biting sort of didn't happen until it just sort of happened there was no story involved in that also biting has crept into wrestling massively over the past couple of years there was a biting spot in the eddie kingston match later on mm-hmm. so is it against the rules or not because the referees see it all the time they let it pass so if it's not against the rules Aberdeen is silly for letting that be their house rule
1: all i know is this match
2: Bite. Hello. Thank you. Twenty twenty-three Joke of the
1: Year. <laughs> uh yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, Abaddon. Yeah, Abaddon. Uh wasn't built up anywhere near the level of credibility they needed to be. Sky Blue tried to interfere at the end, it sort of backfired, but Julia Hart got the win with uh not the best looking moon soul. Yeah. But she put her away. Put them away. Yeah, that was I, yeah. So that was the the down period of the show. Thankfully, the last three matches ah, were freaking awesome. We've done one of them. Starting with Copeland versus Christian. It's an ODQ DQ match, and what it actually was was a setup. For a TLC match. <laughs> it really was. It really was. They pull out all the hits. So the crowd early on and like, we want tables. Yeah. Or like they chanted for each bit, I think. And then they chatted TLC. And then they started to chant, we want fire after the tables were yeah. brought out. And I was like, come on, babe, that's too far, guys. Come on, let's just appreciate Copeland, Christian, having this banging match. Three
2: years ago, they weren't going to be wrestling ever again. Exactly. You've had your tables. Yeah. You've had your ladders. You've had your chairs. Shut up and enjoy it, and then they got the fire. <laughs> they certainly did. Did you notice that? i didn't, Probably um, they said it a billion times in commentary, but like Edge was wearing the sorry, Copeland was wearing the, the same gear he wore at WrestleMania twenty two. Mm. So that's where the we won fire was coming right, from. Right, right. McGinnis said it was like uh, it was just over a decade ago. I'm afraid to say it was nearly twenty years ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. It was. I this is what the show needed. The Mm. second Christian starts running away and Copeland is uh, chasing him up the stairs, I was like, oh, it's going to be a nonsense (laughs) thunder match and it's exactly what I need.
1: Copeland's intensity was so good. Attacked Christian in his entrance. Yeah. uh, Brawled with him through the crowd. What would you call that part of the audience he
2: jumped off of? The 100
1: block. A little, yeah, like the the top of the 100. Yeah. That makes it sound a lot higher than it was. <laughs>
2: 100
1: <laughs> chairs high. He jumped from like a, a high-ish balcony.
2: I mean, given there. his neck is, is held together with fish wire, it was yeah. still pretty high. Uh, and yeah, they they introduced
1: each... They had a, a elongated kendo stick yeah. bit. You got Nick Wayne getting involved. And yeah, like decent bumps off of yeah. all of this as well. When, when Christian and Copeland get a ladder out, I'm like, well, you know, let's just into each other's torsos two rungs up at max yeah 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 but christian hit a sunset flip power bomb off the top pretty good still pretty high uh then christian gets the tables they got the fire out Mm. the fire extinguished itself yeah because they didn't do it in time but it went really quickly so edge copeland got out there he was gonna empty every flammable substance yeah. in the building on that table. Which he did. And then he set it on fire and he powerbombed Nick onto the concrete
2: just, <laughs> just beyond <Yeah>. it.
3: <laughs> All Nick, that
2: effort! Nick who was wearing probably several layers of flammable clothing so could have taken the bump properly <laughs> but just the poor guy a bit of a hurty bum at this mm. point. a Bit of a fire bum. The one bit of his body that wasn't yeah. protected, his <laughs> yeah. head, was
1: was launched yeah. into the I concrete. Had, thinking
2: about it, I quite like the fact that the fire was initially set up by Wayne and Christian, but they didn't do it properly. Mm-hmm. Whereas Copeland has the experience. He's I'm I'm a dab hand at this. Yeah. So he did it properly. Um, I thought this was great. This was so good. This was a 25 minute long match. It was the longest match on the show, but it did not feel like it. Mm. And also, um just to that i enjoyed the you still got it chance to copeland because punk had his return match with wwe at madison square garden on boxing day and obviously it wasn't on television so all we've got are the videos of the crowd which i think makes it look so cool but one of them is, is them chanting you still got it and it's like this idea that the crap people online were like oh, the- they don't know that he's been in the like the ring a couple of months ago at all in or whatever we got them here again and i just <clears throat> quite like this parallel of this Ed wrestled a couple weeks ago. You know, like (laughs) let's be honest, Um, it was fun. It was this was so much fun. I was so grateful for this match. Yeah.
1: So the finish off of that missed flaming table bump was Copeland getting back in the ring, hitting a kill switch on Christian, Christian's own move, and then making the pin. One, two, three, new champion. And I was, I just, I love that match this is the right time to, to change the title. Even though I love Christian, I think he's you know top five wrestler of the year for me. But this is the time. But Copeland, it makes sense with the story. And then Luchasaurus, Killswitch, appears behind Copeland. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, okay. This shot that you invented earlier yeah. can be used at any point. And Killswitch takes out Copeland and then Christian comes in and is like, give me give me the contract Mm. initially kill switch doesn't want to do it christian says something in his ear lost in translation style yeah to convince kill switch to do it christian gets the contract hands it over to the referee one two three christian wins he gets the tnt title back Mm. that is such good booking for me i think i know it like it seems overbooked but actually I think it's perfectly booked. That is the right level of booked. I've seen so many indie shows. The best indie shows I've ever seen have had similar, oh my God, oh my God, oh Like you want each bit to be bigger than the last Mm. and still end with, oh, and I want to see the rematch. Because that's what this did. That's what every match should be about apart from the conclusion, making you want to see them wrestle again even more. Mm. And Edge getting the belt... And then having it taken away from him while kill, keeping the kill switch plate spinning, I thought this was masterfully done.
2: The only thing that I think is a shame is that um, the idea of kill switch, the idea of a cage retaining and kill switch having the belt, is kind of a nice mirror. The, the shot, rather, is kind of a nice mirror to when kill switch had the belt, but Christian was holding it because the power would be in kill switch's hand. And I thought that was maybe something more interesting to play with than for it to just be done Mm -hmm. like that um but yeah i mean i like the i like christian's work i like that you're right i want to see it again i think they did a fantastic job here um and and i'm i just i i don't get it's similar to the cole mjf thing you don't want to put it in the bin too quickly because it's working so yeah
1: the the main problem for me is that kill switch should have won that title shot weeks ago yes And then every time he could be like, oh, is he going to cash in on Christian? Mm. Yeah. But then, no. Christian
2: makes him. Yeah, give it to him. Give it to
1: him. Uh, Surely, TLC match for the final one.
2: But they've done it. That's what that was. Well, now you hang the belt above the ring. Ah, Okay, right, 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 right.
1: Final match we'll talk about, best till last. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston, the final of the C2 tournament. Brian Danielson on commentary. Fantastic work. Might be the best commentator working yeah. today. Uh, this was fantastic. Totally different to the crazy soap opera of Edge and Christian mm-hmm. we just had. Very
2: realistic, all Japan style. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just a joy. Yeah. I mean, Danielson giving uh, serious sports analysis, while also the, the soap opera element of, I want Moxley to win over Kingston because he's my boy fantastic on commentary really lent an extra level to it chop battles do absolutely nothing for me i w- there's there's just done so regularly forbidden door when we were on the live stream it's like the first match has a little forearm chop battle and i'm like ha ha the second match has one ha! the third one the fourth the fifth and you're like well this is diminishing returns i see them with such regularity that the impact is somewhat lessened so when i tell you that this was the most compelling and gripping thing that's genuinely such high praise and the reason is it's because it mattered mm. they both made it feel like they were willing to break themselves into pieces in order that they win this tournament which makes the tournament feel special mm. which makes obviously it's, it's kingston and mox anyway that's got its own level of special to it the narrative arc where we've had kingston bet on himself put his belts on the line and then it go wrong at the beginning And he has to claw his way back in and he makes it happen for himself. It's so satisfying, so brilliantly plotted. Can't give them enough credit for it. And it's the fact that the match ended with just a knockout strike. Mm. That's what made the chop battles all work. Yeah. Because they were all leading to that moment. I thought it was incredibly effective. Fantastic work.
1: Yeah, I love the finish. Mm. It was just this
2: sort of flurry of punches between them and an
1: Eddie spinning back fist. After 15 or so minutes. Yeah. Moxie just straight down. It's a knockout blow. Yeah. And Kingston makes the cover. One, two, three. It was a sudden finish, but one that made sense, like you say, within the the overall structure. Mm. Uh, Yeah. And just, again, to put over both guys' selling, their selling was very much in that Ishii style, where it looks like, to the untrained eye, no selling. You're just popping up after moves. Mm. But really you're out on your feet and you've got so much heart and fighting spirit that you're just going to get up no matter what the other guy hits you with until you cannot. Adrenaline, yeah. And that's what happened at the end with Mox getting knocked. There was no no more left in his tank. Eddie mm. just lasted that bit longer. I loved it. it as my match of the night. The only problem is it's for a belt. Yeah. <laughs> I wish this could have been to crown the number one contender for yeah. revolution and we get kingston versus samoa joe.
2: Oh, mm. A belt alas no less that looks like uh, a creator <laughs> title. It's just a bit of metal with a crown on it. But Mad also, King, though. Eddie yeah, Kingston. Yeah, that's true. That's 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 You're a trying nice to find little positives. Touch. Um it, he is just going back to being the ROH champ though. So it's like it's not elevating him to the next level. Arguably it is, and I and like, you know, in terms of stock, I think we're all on that train. Um, but yeah, I wish it had been, I'd, we don't need more belts. I know Tony Khan said recently that like adding a belt makes it mean more. That's, that's a, mis- a fundamental misunderstanding, mm. I think. Um, and that's a, a problem that AW has always sort of struggled with. Chuck another belt in it. Why not? Um, I think this C2 has been the best part of AW's year. And to, to close out in this way, good for them. They needed it. Honestly, mm. um, after what has been a difficult year.
1: Overall, I gave this 80%, which is roughly the same as Survivor Series, but I've mm. got to be honest, my pay-per-view ratings have collapsed in on themselves. Mm-hmm. So really, it's four out of five. No nuance.
2: What did you give it? Um, I, I was probably like a two and a half. Oh, wow. I thought the level of drag at the middle, I don't think for me, the, the end, I loved the final hour. Mm. I loved the opening match. The rest of it in the middle was so either either dull or um, annoying with the woman mm. and Rhodes thing. And so that, that really sucked it down for me. Me and Luke always talk about this effect that we get. If one of us has been on holiday,
1: the first show we review coming back, we will love. Oh, I was dead excited for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So there's been so many bad shows that yeah. i reviewed. I think, I, what, what was the one I reviewed after Japan? And it was like was it like uh, payback or yeah something? I think it yeah. was and I was like oh my god this Rhea Ripley yeah uh, Raquel Raquel match yeah. I'm,
2: I'm loving and it <laughs> wasn't you like,
1: was, did we do the show oh, we were just
2: like, like what oh, alright <laughs> <laughs> okay no I mean no that's fair Like, and, and there were people in in the chats and we'll get to the older chats now but like there were people who did really enjoy themselves and, and I, mean, I you know it just for me it didn't the, it, cohesion over the whole show it would have been better
1: Before we get into those final uh, Omega chats, a big shout out to our wonderful pledge hammers on Patreon: <laughs> Rue the day, Rari O'Brien Kelly. I don't
2: have that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keeper of the Mask Mysteries, Angle. Angie. Angie. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Now. And love by Charles Giovanna Passau. Can you tell it's New Year's Eve? Mm. My brain is is already on. It's already in party midnight snog.
1: Uh, the midnight snog lucky devil (laughs) but who Adam Cole it'll be revealed when the lights come up (laughs) Uh, thank you very much for your wonderful support on Patreon remember if you go over there you'll get a bonus exclusive episode of Survival Series and you want to do that fast because we'll have another one in a couple of weeks for the January one Ooh, Ooh. Royal Rumble Ooh. Survival Series Royal Rumble time Ooh. it's the most exciting time to be a wrestler <laughs> right your remaining Omega Chats there's loads thank you very much Luke Graham says, The only person who I feel logically could have been the devil is Cole. However, I do wish the goons were a bit better. I love Wardlow, but the other three I just wish would have been better as it could have given Roddy an extra story not knowing it was Cole. I like that idea. Mm. Jonathan Hedman, member for 28 months. Happy 2025! I'm taking 24 (laughs) off. I thought we got a dusty finish and the ref saw the ring and DQ'd MJF, so I was shocked and stunned. Mm. John Tries, Memberg for 11 months. As much as people are mixed on Cole as the devil, I still just love the fact that Samoa Joe is a world champion again. Also, happy new year to you both. <coughs> right, we've got a big old series of chats from Matt. Thank you very much. To me, this show was mid. I think there were four good matches with the opening eight man tag, along with Eddie Christian, sorry, Edge Christian, Eddie versus Mox and MJF versus Joe. I did like the devil reveal. Thank God it's Cole and not Perry. I do sympathise with AEW, as with all the news this is, that has come out over the last 24 hours, all the Jericho stuff, Andrade leaving for AEW for WWE, one more talent jump before the end of the year to Keith Lee's injury and not being medically cleared, and the big news unrelated to AEW, of Endeavour getting rid of Kevin Dunn, as they want WWE production to move in a new direction, which to me only confirms more they're looking to push Vince out of the company as he's been demoted to a figurehead with no power and now one of his cronies is a gone back to a gone back to AEW talk yeah the uh, I think Kevin Dunn departing shows that Triple H wants to make WWE a bit more sports orientated mm. which is stepping on AEW's toes if you could just get
2: rid of those crash scenes, it's all I'm asking <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is a 12-match card that really should have been six to seven-match show. Totally agree. Outside of the Battle Royal, which played into the TNT title match later on, Hook vs. Utah and Stat vs. Willow could have been on Dynamite. Same with the Jericho midcard Vortex match, especially with the allegations. Also with Andrade leaving AEW for WWE, why give him a big pay-per-view match with Miro? Could have been on Rampage or Dynamite. Well, it's a collision match. Same thing with Hart and Abaddon. Should have been a TV match. Quality over quantity. I think a lot of these matches weren't needed and dragged the show. I think we're both in agreement. Yeah, completely. That paragraph. Yeah. The swap with Lee for Dustin was out of their control, so I'll give them a pass. But if this was just a six-match card with MJF versus Joe, Eddie versus Mox, Edge versus Christian, CC8 Man Tag, Tony versus Rio and the Battle Royal, this could have been a great show. But Tony has a hard-on for the big bloated pay-per-view cards, making it a mid-show. If you're doing 12 pay-per-views a year, not every card needs to be 12 to 15 matches, and you risk burning out the audience. This is a low three out of five show. Hopefully AEW bounces back. Yeah, that was always the argument, that you can have these long shows because there's only four, but this year it's like eight
2: i also just feel like it's like the oscars <laughs> i love the oscars but uh if you go longer than you're supposed to i start to check my watch and i want to you know it's like a, a, or a movie an hour and a half tight an hour and a half mm. like not that not that we shouldn't try hard with our attention spans but you you can outstay your welcome yeah in a three, big way. Uh, three hours it's plenty is plenty long yeah make make leave, always leave them wanting more yeah uh it's Still, is that everything? One more, finally, a nice little joke that it's two Samoans named Joe as world champions of the top two country. That is a good joke, Matt. Thank you very much.
1: Hannah Allen, another uh, big donation. Thank you very much. Hello, my lovely peeps. Right, I love the main event. I love Samoa Joe. I figured out the devil was Cole uh, when Cole was there still fudging fantastic Cage versus Copeland one of the best matches of the year in my opinion didn't like the eight person tag match I've never got the dislike around Jericho tonight I felt it in my bones love the man my honest favourite this felt awkward and wrong Tony killed it I'm not sure about Rio in this division we are trying to build how effing cool is Julia and House of Black hashtag lol ah crap before I chatted I didn't watch the news so I had no idea <laughs> oh wow <laughs> it does happen that so way. You didn't. I assume you don't know anything of the Jericho stuff. Yeah, we've, we've uh, spoiled the party. I always watch the media after the pay per view, so I heard the question. This breaks my heart. Hand to chest. One of my heroes. I'm starting training in a fortnight. So much love. Big sad. Well, good luck, Hannah. Yeah, with the gu- training. Yeah. yeah, that's that's massive. That's a great New Year's I'm resolution. Uh, 2024, still with Hannah here, 2024, diverse characters in the women's division. There's a lady, Swerve. She's probably Britt Baker. Just showcase talent. I promise it's the same as the men. (laughs) Push Swerve to the moon. Joe, Swerve is the match of 2024. Promise. Get Dalton Castle weekly. As a fan, this sucked. Not in the fun way. It made me so mad. Like Dan. I love Dustin, but what the F? Also, Swerve kept saying, stop wasting my time. This felt filler. I didn't like that. Give women more time. Idiots. Totally agree with Ollie. Someone like Kip has earned that win. A royal. Feed him more. (laughs) <laughs> this is just i feel like you've just, just feelings <laughs> by the way started the uh celebrations early yeah a bit by the way thank you for the content of all the channels you'll know i love you guys a lot i will try to let you know that as much as possible you've got me through a tough year i know there's always something i think i love you all more than wrestling to be honest <laughs> lots of love thank you very much Hannah. happy very new year to you reciprocated kid cutty Man, for all the good the C2 did in changing the feeling around AEW, this pay-per-view in Jericho, in the court of public opinion, has stolen what little juice AEW had going into the new year. It was a 6 out of 10 for me. This needed to be a home run, and it was a
2: double. I don't know that specific <coughs> specific sports reference. I promise I'll try. It's only two parts. Oh, only two of, of the... the diamonds. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think that's fair. Caleb M.
1: member for 26 months. On a positive note, we had more women's matches. Two of them.
2: Yeah, but... Two whole ones. They weren't, they weren't great weren't good. but that's not
1: the point <laughs> no it's the women's fault
2: <laughs> this is what happens <laughs> did you see the uh the clip they made going around social media i'll show you it later
1: mayor of Painesville, dan he of Dustin rhodes fandom <laughs> hello wrestle talk i wish you all a happy start into 2024 thank you for it all i personally enjoyed eddie and joe being champion and of course Dustin Rhodes being able to show everyone that he is still legit business. Do it on Rampage then, but with not swerve. Not too keen about the devil, Dan says. Evan Buckley, Happy New Year, lads. Just wondering, was I the only one that thought the MJF Joe match would restart because MJF's arm landed on his leg? Took me out of it for a moment. I'm used to MJF restarts in matches. Bad jokes incoming. See you next
2: year. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Um,
1: Yeah, I I thought... I thought that too, mm. not because of the leg, but I was like, "Surely we'll it's my fault to finish."
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: Kingslayer! Do you know that joke? No. One of um, this was a report way back when Seth Rollins' his entrance music before it had burn it down. Yeah. They tried out a few different options, right? And one of them was off the back of the Triple H feud. Oh, Kingslayer! What? I know. Oh, oh, Kingslayer. Well, that's what I just, I would just say. Oh, oh Kingslayer. Kingslayer. <laughs> at the start <laughs> of every, every match. it sounds
2: fierce.
1: Um, this just felt like the most underwhelming pay-per-view AEW has ever done. There was a stretch of five matches that felt mere. I was just, question mark? Where are we at? Yeah. I mean I, I enjoyed this a lot more than other people, but I think send Him high. It's the least best.
2: Mm. Like the final the, la- the final <laughs> runner matches was good.
1: Bad boy Dino went to the show last night and edged over right in front of me. Whoa, you were in the hundred. Hundred Also if Adam Cole became friends with MJF just to get closer to the belt, why did he pay Samoa Joe to beat Max? How does this make his way to the title any easier? This
2: is why it's a let it play out Mm -hmm. thing for me. We don't know. Yeah. But that is a big question. Yes.
1: I'm just Marcus says I was pretty happy with the reveal and I felt like it was the only real option that would have made sense. In fact, the only thing I didn't like on this pay-per-view was the Christian twist that felt kind of dumb. Maybe it would have been better if they set it up. Kind of what you were saying if it had been for a while. Christoph Hey guys I was there live It was amazing For the first And last three matches The crowd had a hard time Getting into a lot of it As did I But as soon as Metalingus hit My entire section Was on their feet 6.5 out of 10 Pay-per-view Swerve should have Destroyed Dustin
2: Yeah I think it, that, that moment of Metalingus That like bah, bah, bah. It's always gonna pop
1: yeah. you up You needed that um, Sammy Boy, I hope MJF returns as an evil person. The story should be, I was right. Friends make you weak. And Long Island, you said you were riot, you did nothing. Cole, I'm going after everything you love. MJF did lose a bit of his shine, which made him different.
2: I like I I do like that. The idea that he made a friend but the friend betrayed him, so now he goes he doubles down on what he was before. That for me is very narratively satisfying. Mm. But I think take time with it. Yeah. Um do that. I don't think you have to make him a
1: heel. Uh, Ryan V I was at the show last night and it was awesome it delivered on everything definitely got my money's worth I honestly hope this is a turnaround for AEW for 2024 as last night's crowd was packed took me an hour to get in happy holidays mates yeah it
2: was good. it was a full crowd it was nice to see I love how some people are
1: like oh what a bad end to this year and other people are like whoa yeah 2024 yeah <laughs> Juan Perez has been a member for 27 months good show clap they say Kirk Hardiman, member for 27 months too. Wasn't able to watch the show. Happy to see Joe as champion, but the Christian losing the title and winning the title back was stupid. Yeah. Well, I really liked it. I'll uh, I'll hot tag to you.
2: Okay. No problem. Uh, the Guilty Hat says, not sure what to think of the devil stuff, so going to sit on that, but I am so excited for what happens next with Samoa Joe. He is such an amazing wrestler. Give him Hangman and Swerve in a triple threat. Osprey at Wembley. Give him everything. Joe, Joe, Joe. I mean, yeah, the roster of I forgot Osprey because he's signed, yeah, but not really yeah. debuted. So, yeah, Danielson cool. Moxley, yeah, That's how plenty of that?
1: people he hasn't fought?
2: Golden Knight fan 84. Hey, Ollie and Prof, just finished watching World's End, and uh, to say I'm pissed off with that devil reveal is an understatement. It's bad, if not worse, than the higher power reveal. And overall, the pay per view sucked. It saddened me to write that as an AEW fan. I don't think it was quite the levels of it's me, Austin. Oh, I'm
1: I'm sorry, Golden Knight. Yeah.
2: I, I I don't think it was anywhere near that bad. Yeah. It is frustrating though when you when you're excited for something and it doesn't mm. it doesn't pop off. Um ah, continues. I was there for the show. My first AEW show was great overall. I got to start a Wheelie Uta on zero hour. Seeing Eddie versus Mox was everything. The ending was a shock, but MJF being the one who screws people over, was the one who got screwed last night. Mm chickens come home to roost. Whipster180 says, I want to highlight Eddie Kingston's year. He beat Kenta for a world title in Japan. Don't tell me it isn't a real Mm -hmm. title. He competed in the G1. He was in Stadium Stampede at All-In. He overcame Claudio and won the ROH title in New York. He hijacks the Continental Classic and creates the American Triple Crown, gets revenge on Brian Danielson, and finally gets a win on John Moxie to win the Triple Crown. Eddie doesn't need the world title, would be nice, but give him his flowers for an amazing 2023 run. Isn't it crazy,
1: though, that you say an amazing 2023 run,
2: but in AEW
1: programming, really only the last couple of months. Yeah. He's been missing for the whole year. It's, yeah. it's
2: such, a, such a waste of his potential. I think AEW often rely on that full body of work thing. There's a mm. lot of, you've watched all of this, right? Mm. Which, you know, is, is to their credit sometimes and works against them other times. Um,
1: I'm also going to say,
2: uh,
1: and this is probably just going to make it chatted in all the time now. I hate the phrase, give them their flowers.
2: Oh, okay. I hate it. Oh, mm. take the flowers away. <laughs> no, 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 no. Give him recognition. No, the no The sentiment
1: still remains. No.
2: No, no, no recognition, no I flowers. I particularly hate no it praise. when it's done with clap emojis. After give each. him the flowers. This is a personal attack on me, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't do the flowers that you, thing. The you do it is I say props. Him. <laughs> give him props. Props is good. Uh... Evan Reich says, "The whole time I was watching the show, uh, man, it's nice seeing people in the crowd, and then they do questionable booking. <laughs> I enjoy AEW, but I feel like you can really tell TK started the company with the first three years booked, and he's been winging it since. I mean, like it's this is the thing with booking a weekly show; it's difficult to to consistently three weekly shows, three weekly show without a team. Like it, he does it all himself. I know he leans on Danielson at sometimes, but like." It's it's a difficult job, mm. you know. We hold them to account because I hold AEW to the standard AEW set for itself, personally. Yeah. Um but it is hard, it's tricky. Um so you know, give yourself a holiday once in a while, Tony. Get a team. Mm-hmm. Misha Sumra says My pitch Devil aligned Wardlow Gets reheated by this angle Beats Joe MJF returns And goes for revenge on Cole Meantime Swerve vs. Kingdon For the Triple Crown Belts Happy New Year To all mm. the WrestleTalk Pots unknown. No rolls, barred Chaotic neutral gang And to the entire SWAT nation
1: Oh thank you very much Misha Yeah god Swerve vs. Kingston Mmm That sounds
2: tasty to, to, to Sort of Violent anti-heroes mm. Yeah Um <laughs> Zeref has been a member for 28 months. Hello, it's me, the AW fan who loves all the belts. (laughs) More belts. Let's go, Eddie. Well, I'm glad for somebody. Um, Brian Doyle says, thoughts on Tony Khan saying AW has the best safety record in wrestling when this man also said his safety was at risk, not to mention other incidents where safety was at risk, such as Matt Hardy at All Out 2020. Hypocritical much. I think Tony Khan could do with a little bit of media training. Hmm personally. Not just because he does the same he, he answers questions weirdly and rattles along and stares down lens and does weird things with bottles of water and all the rest of it and hugs like a a you know uncomfortable cousin. Mm. Um but I think because as the CEO of a company, as the public figurehead of a company of this magnitude, with these contracts, with all of the rest, with this much attention he needs to be able to look in control of the ship, answer questions sort of respectfully, mm-hmm. honestly, but not. I'm not saying keep them at bay, but I am saying sort of like answer the question with giving us the confidence that you're going to do something about it. He sort of went off on one talking about, we've got the most best safety record in the whole country, like <laughs> all that. He was giving that energy. Just sort of saying that, yeah, no, we, we take things seriously here. Uh, our wrestlers' safety is of the utmost importance to us. So, you know, leave it with us kind of thing. That's mm. all you need to say. Um, I think he could do with that, personally.
1: Or or just change the public face of the company. Yeah. Get like, uh, you know, Brian Danielson would be perfect. And a but if, fine jar. Yeah, if if he was the, like a Nigel McGuinness or someone. Mm. If you've got a wrestler, like you've got Triple H. I don't think people would... Say the same stuff to Triple H, and Triple H would shut it down. Better.
2: It's also interesting because the the wrestling journalism sphere. This is a conversation for a whole other time. It's not New Year's Eve. Is still kind of new. These media scrums are still kind of new. Was USA Today that asked some of the questions? Was it? Oh, I didn't even. I didn't know that. Mm. Okay, well, and they did ask them three times specifically. Um, so they were doubling down on it, which is a good thing because you feel emboldened in the crowd. You know, you're supposed to hold people to account. Are these media scrums in character for a bit mm-hmm. of story? Are they for a bit of a laugh? Are they serious for you know asking Triple H about CM Punk? Are they there to ask you know Tony Khan about the safety record of AEW? Are they there to ask about you know what we're going to do with a takeover going forward? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're trying to figure out what they are it's a it's a it's a difficult line to walk mm. i think sometimes zach robinson music has been a member for 31 months happy new year Wrestle talk fam hope you all have a wonderful 2024 and have a great night however you choose to celebrate tonight you too zach whipster 180 has been a member for four months hope you all got to enjoy your holidays early happy new year for you all at wrestle talk thanks for the content looking forward to a positive 2024 travis mark Man- uh, 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 travis manklo Says, my 2024 resolution is to go to a Wrestle Talk watch party alone. Look forward to meeting you sometime next year. I'm a big fan of going to things on your own. Think of the friends you'll make along the way. And yeah. you never know, you might end up on Monday Night Raw twice. <laughs> and uh, Mod Gaz says, wishing everyone in the chat and at the Wrestle Talk offices a very happy and successful 2024. Thank you, Gaz, very, very much. Yes, have the flowers, everybody. <laughs> is that how the expression
1: <laughs> it works? It almost certainly is. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us here today on New Year's Eve, no less. Tight hour and a half, try my best We'll see, we both talked too long (laughs) It was a busy show Um, But yeah, have a wonderful New Year's Tonight, however you're going to celebrate it And we've got no videos Tomorrow, on any wrestling Channels actually Uh, But we'll be back on Tuesday In the wake of day one Day one Probably Uh, my third uh, late night in a row So uh,
2: I don't know how to end the stream Properly Oh, I've got you covered, thanks so much for joining us be good to yourselves and each other jam that jam Jam and then i press this button here